This is a test of the Bounty Park Alert System. Hi, I'm just saying, we're watching your name, pal? Ben. So, Ben, first two games under Mickey Millen. One win, one loss. What are your thoughts? I think it's too early to say anything, really. It's, I think they were shocking on Tuesday night, really bad. But it's going to take a while, isn't it? It's not a, a quick fix, is it, these sorts of things? So, Do you think he needs new signings? I mean, it's not been addressed for the past season, has it? We needed a right-back at the start of the season, we haven't got one. We need a creative midfielder, we haven't got any. You know, Lundstrom's good. I like Sharon, I know a lot of people don't. Sutton's good centre-half, he's not a right-back. Freeman's played, what, 20 games in five years? It's just, it's a bit, it's pretty poor planning, isn't it? It's frustrating, isn't it? Because every team is targeting Will Sutton at right-back. I know he's getting hung out to dry, isn't he? Yeah. Who's responsible for that? Is that the board or is that the manager? Is that, we haven't got an head of recruitment anymore. Is it, uh, do you think there's something behind the scenes saying there's no more players coming in or what? I think probably, for, for me, there's maybe too much control for the for the management. Unsworth, Unsworth and Steve Thompson were in, in charge when the, start, when the season started. Every fan knew what we needed, and yet we're signing Norwood, we're signing Dan Ward, we're signing players like that. We don't need these players, do we? We need we need a good right back. You know, we signed all these players for, for X amount of money and whatever else, and we, we've still got Will Sutton playing at right back. It's a, it, Will Sutton will go on to play at a high level for me yeah. at centre half. It's a shame because he gets hung out to drive by the fans on social media. If, everyone's but if he's not putting the performances in, I, I, yeah. he should be dropped, shouldn't he? He should, yeah, he should. He should be dropped as a right-back. Who, who else have we got? Yeah, exactly, yeah. He, he plays Shelton a right-back, but I mean, I'd rather play with 10 men, to be honest. But <laughs> What score? What score? I'm going to get splinters, but one all. One all. Hi, I'm just there. What's your name, pal? Uh, Josh Stolberg. All right, so you're on the world-famous Boundary Park Elite System fan zone with Sexy Dave Bradley. What are you thinking? First two games on the Bellin? Uh, well, I couldn't get to the game at Rochdale. Didn't get the season ticket older, but they managed to get a ticket. So I had to listen to that one. Sounded pretty good. Uh, and then went to Bowd on Tuesday and... Wow. Wow. I think if we could still be playing now, we wouldn't have scored. So what, what do you think he needs, Bellin? Do you think he needs... You know, he obviously needs time, and I think there's not even a question of time. What does he need to get this team going? I think, I mean, we can all see that he needs to sort out right back. I've seen that... Uh, um, that Freeman's playing today, so that looks pretty good. Um, if he can, if he can get the midfield ticking, if McGay sort of sitting from the mid, in the front of the back four works well, that'll be good. He needs to settle, I think, on the striker situation. Obviously, we're carrying so many at the moment. He's got to work out what the best combination is, and if it's just one with people sitting behind, or if it's two, and if it's Norwood and someone else. Do you think it's a case of waiting for Dan Ward and see what he's like before they before they get another midfielder in? It's tricky because Lundstrom's come in. I think everyone was waiting on Lundstrom coming in. It's not quite worked with Lundstrom. Do you think? I think he's done very well since he's come in. I think he's done well, but he's not. He's not flipped it around. I think like we like, thought. Well, Lundstrom's going to be the missing cog, and it's not quite there. He, yeah. he, he needs someone to work with. Whether or not that's going to be Ward, I don't know. I think Lundstrom is going to be a feature of that midfield once it's in. But it's a question of who, it, who he's going to be. Seems to be covering two positions when Sheeran and Shelton are playing because that just doesn't work, does it? It just doesn't work. Yeah, I was surprised that uh, the Sheeran and Shelton starting on Tuesday night. You think that it would have been some recognition from those that have gone before and from Murray and whoever else is here to say that it hasn't worked when it's been going on. I mean, we ended up on Friday, on the Tuesday, sorry, with sort of Lundstrom on the right-hand side and Sutton at right-back, and it was like watching the centre of the park, but just all sort of loaded over to the right. It just didn't work, and it was, it was completely lopsided. In the... What score today, dare I ask? I'm going to say, I'm going to optimistically say it will click today and we'll win 2-0, but uh, it really could be anything one way or the other, I think. Hello, welcome to the Boundary Park Alert System with me, Matt Dean and Andy Halliwell. Good morning, Andy. I'm, um, I'll, I'll be confess, I was slightly concerned when I saw that you were out last night and you got a gig somewhere. I thought that 11.30 starts not happening and here we are. It's, even though it's actually technically 12.30 on the old clock, um, oh. it's 11.30 now, it doesn't feel any, uh, it feels, I've, I've, to be fair, I've actually been out for a walk, walks the shops, walk the dog, walk back. I've done a bit. This morning, that extra hour was good. Yeah, I had a gig last night. So the thing is, it really is well, because I'm not getting old now. On Friday night, I went to see the Chemical Brothers at the arena. 
So um, dance like it was 1999 for two hours. Um, but I had a reasonably quiet night. And I went to the match yesterday. I'm not going to lie. Midway through the second half, I'd lost the will. I was falling asleep. I was I was really struggling. Um, then I went home and had a nap. Uh, <laughs> oh, mid, mid, middle-aged uh, tales on the Boundary Park Alert System. Uh, yeah, and then did a gig at the Bull's Head, um, which was, uh, even though it was Halloween, uh, I wasn't prepared for it to be quite so much like a graveyard in there, but uh, it was quite a quiet one. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then up this morning for the pod, and then this afternoon we've got another gig, uh, the Church Inn in Waterhead, straight after the Manchester Derby. So I'm expecting that to be a, a lively one. So... It's all go. It's all go. What about you, Andy? How's your weekend been? Nowhere near as uh, as complicated as that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've just been chasing two young little kids around mainly. Um, so the usual that. then. Mm. The usual. Did you manage to? Um, you want to watch the match then? Would you yesterday? No, but I had I had the pleasure of listening to it on BBC Radio. So I didn't listen to uh, Latics commentary. So I didn't listen to Roy and Mikey. Yeah. So I listen to in this. So, so I've got their perspective to share. Well, should Excellent. we do? Um, should we do the fan guest questions before we go? Let's do it. Now? Yeah, absolutely. I need to reply to a text, so it's perfect. Crack on. <laughs> you crack on. You crack on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> when was your first game? Uh, May nineteen ninety, back end of the season, uh, and my first full season was the title winning season as a six year old boy. So thought football was easy. Following Oldham at the start. Oh yeah, what a baptism of fire that is to come out at six. You're probably slightly too young to remember it vividly, aren't you? At six, but well, to be honest, I was. I remember more then than I do in the last ten years. But I think I've I've, I've got rid of that because of how bad it's been. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember more then than I can now. What time to start? Um, who was your first favourite player then? Uh, it's Andy Ritchie. My son's called Ritchie, so that, that, that'll tell you everything. Amazing. That'll give away who you are to some people, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Uh, what's your favourite Latics-related memory? Uh, do you know what? As, as, as bad as it as bad as it's turned out, I'd have to say it'd be '94 and the treatment I got at school before the game. My teacher was an Oldham season ticket holder, and I was I was allowed the Friday off, even though the the game wasn't until the Sunday. They let me have the Monday off, and I think that that was that was our time then, and it was. I think last Saturday is probably the best it's been for me for at least a good 10, 15, maybe the Dowie days. That's how bad it's been for me following Latics. Yeah, oh, it has, yeah. Uh, and then the last question is uh, a little unknown fact about yourself. I haven't really got any, but I do tell people, and they do believe me, believe it or not, and it is that the Bourne identity is loosely based on my uncle's exploits in the 70s. And uh, it tends to work that uh, so yeah, my uncle Jason. <laughs> there's no truth to that at all. It's just a no. There's no truth to that. There is. There is. Apparently, my dad told me that uh, in the film Zulu, Colour Sergeant Bourne is a distant relation. But my dad told me a lot of stuff when I was younger that I didn't believe him. So I've never gone with it. <laughs> and you're not. A, you're not a descendant of the Bourneville chocolate. No, like <sighs> no, I eat enough. I, I eat enough of it to be part of it. But no, I think that's, that's Birmingham Midlands way. That in yeah, it, so. I think I think your surname has now been well and truly uh, discovered. Been so used. Yeah, introduce definitely. yourself. Uh, my name's Matthew Bourne, affectionately known as Borny. Welcome to yeah. the pod. Thank you very much. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, can I just, can I just share what I used to do as well? Just just got a while. He reminded me of this. When I first moved to London, I used to pretend I was a relation of uh, Jerry Halliwell because I got ginger hair. <laughs> <laughs> it used to get me access to nightclubs sometimes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I've I've never I've never done I've never traded on. There's no I mean, apart from James Dean, I've never I've never tried to claim to be a distant rel relative of him or anything like that. Anyway, let's crack on. So yeah, football. Uh, we've managed to get through the first five and a half minutes without really talking too much about it. What a week. Borny last Saturday was magic. At, at, uh, it was. They had, had it all. What a thriller. Um, Tuesday night was absolutely abysmal. Um, and then Correct. somewhere in the middle <laughs> was uh, was yesterday at home to Altrincham. Were you at the match? Yes, I was. I went to all three the last week. So we've had we've had every emotion in seven days, haven't we? Yeah. So, but the... Uh... Last Saturday was brilliant. We could have won the game a lot easier than what we did, but we hold them athletics, didn't we? Yeah. Tuesday, 
you would you would have thought Lenzigans was still in charge and the players had been paid for six months. Yeah. There was just not one performance from any of them. And and then yesterday, you know, we could have first 10, 15 minutes, the game could have been over. They they scored what the goal they did. We we scored a great obviously the goal we scored, that was class two players there, Freeman and Norwood. They were the only two on the pitch who could produce that in that small pocket of space. And then for some reason the referee decides to give a penalty that nobody and no one I've shown the video to loads of people and they still don't understand what's gone on. I think the biggest he, thing is the reaction of the striker of the Ultringham who's on the left hand yeah. side. He, when the whistle goes, he turns and walks back to his own half thinking it's yeah. a free kick to us, and that yeah. says it all for me. Yeah. I, I, I got a really good view of it and it definitely hit Hallam's Hallam Hope's arm or hand. Uh, yeah, definitely. but, but, but like, penalty, I mean, whether you're, bas- yeah, yeah. you're basically saying that he's gone in to tackle with his hand, and he hasn't. Yeah, it's yeah. just he's, it's, the, it's a wet pitch. Momentum took him. It's if that yeah. was in the Premiership, VAR would rule that out after ten seconds. Yeah, and he was very, very keen to give it. One of the referee, oh, he oh yeah, away. yeah, definitely. Very but it's, it's been apparent most home games this season. The referee seems to want to make you know they want to make it about them. You yeah. look at the decision we had against Halifax with Fondop's elbow. It's just we just don't seem to get it. But at the end of the day, we shouldn't be having, having to have to rely on referees' decisions. Should we should be going getting the games won? Didn't, didn't King of the Laws Dave Bradley uh, explain the rule and circle it, circle it and tweet it? Like you know, he, he basically. Oh, I, I, I had a few beers last night, so I stayed off Twitter just in case. I said it's why. Yeah. Yeah. I think what he said yesterday uh, when I uh, spoke to him in the game, a little video, you can't really hear it because it was half time, but it was, um, he said something along the lines like, by the letter of the law, it was a penalty, but the referee's still a twat, was his, uh, was his <laughs> words. So um, <laughs> I think that sums up the rest of his performance, but like maybe by the book, it was a penalty because I think I think the thing was is that he gained advantage from it, gained, gained an advantage from it. I think that's basically the, the gist of it. But anyway, it was annoying because that Con Clark scored and he'd, he'd been giving it a bit of verbal and that and been a bit cocky. He's, uh, he's some player, he's, he's he's some miss player. It. He'd, he'd fit lovely in our team, wouldn't he, if we could get him? He's probably well, the type of player we're missing. Yeah, he's that kind of playmaker, creative, and he got that low centre of gravity and like... Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Byrne-esque. Got, yeah, Harry Vaughan, like, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, but... Yeah, so yeah, we've seen it all this week. I mean, I think we should probably make, we should probably mention the game on Tuesday night at File because... Like it, it was all set up. We would had a Lancashire derby on the Saturday, and you never your atmosphere is never the same on a Tuesday night. But it was still a Lancashire derby, and in in terms of like you know geography, it's not a, a, what you would call a derby fixture old and refile. But you know a Lancashire game, we took big following. Uh, you never get the same atmosphere. Like, but it was you know it was all set up, and like what I just I don't understand what. What was going on? Like, but the thing is, Fylde won four 0 The big gates had four 0 yesterday, didn't they? Which is a tremendous result. Like, four. I thought it was two, wasn't it? Two and a lot. Last look, time. Uh, my mum told me before. I haven't actually looked. But... <laughs> That's what my mum said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Keep anyway. Talking, I'll look. <laughs> the thing is, is that they um, they actually won again. Four 0 It was yeah, four yeah. nil. Right. So. That's a tremendous result. Gates have just lost their manager, Annie Williamson has just gone to MK Dons. Mm. Um, but like, so they're they've obviously hit some form. Um, and they just they, they just they had far more passion, more passion, more energy, more movement they, than they we wanted did. it more, didn't they? Yeah, they just wanted definitely. it more. Every tackle, every pass, yeah, uh, they pressed, they chased, they did everything that you wanted to see in your own side, your own side. Yeah. And uh yeah, we just we just worked at the races, obviously. Ogan did what he did and it changed the game. I personally think we should have gone when he went that when Ogan went off, I think Green should have been pulled because he was on a yellow. Should have brought Fond up on and we should have just went direct because I think if we'd have scored, I think they you know, I think they might have wobbled and we might, you know, we might have got something out of the game. But oh, yeah. we, we just we pursued pursuit with well, one up front and Norwood and he was getting frustrated and he was like, dropping deep and it was just yeah. might as well just took Norwood off. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously mm. we needed the crowd needed that, didn't they? The crowd needed something to cheer, yeah. get behind, yeah, we get needed the crowd going, yeah. and get yeah. the noise going in there because you know they had no noise, they had a little pocket. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very subdued Tuesday night, very yeah, subdued. It, it really was. And again, yesterday the atmosphere was it was kind of like it, we're in that. That's the phase that we're in. We're in that phase where the fans don't really know what to expect. It's like they can't get bang up for stuff because of the like the kind of performance that we put in on, on Tuesday. And they're not quite sure, you know, new manager. That We know at this stage now that the team is inconsistent at best. 
I think the formation yesterday yeah, was like was better. I'm glad we played the the, the way we did. Um, I'm I'm good. Like you said, you mentioned Freeman. Thought Freeman had a good game. It was good to have a proper right back um, on the pitch. Yeah, you thought could McGay tell it did in the first five minutes. Yeah, McGay did all right. He's very vocal. He's an organizer. I like I like seeing that. Um, I actually thought Hallam Hope had quite a good game again yesterday. I thought his movement was really good off the ball. I thought he was like, he, 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 when you watch him, he's he's all over the place. He's he had a good chance as well. He nearly scored like that. He had a good chance in the first half, didn't he? That, that he, he should have buried that. He should have buried it. Yeah, yeah definitely. But I thought he, I thought since he's come back, he's looked he's looked more lively. You, you get much more of a shift out of him than you do out of Green, who was a bit better in the second half, but wasn't. He was at fault for their yeah, first goal he's, he's, actually. He's a good pro, Alan. Alan Hope. You can tell because, yeah. like you say, you can ask him to do a job. You put him at right back, he'd probably do a job. But yeah. he's not that creative spark you need in that position. You know, we need someone over there who's going to create something out of nothing. And we just didn't seem to have that yesterday. No. Well, we're, we're, we're looking at the what the options were for substitutions because again, I would have taken Green off yesterday, but there's just no one to put in his place. Like the bench just didn't have an option, and it was kind of like. What do we do here? Really, it was you know it was always going to be a case of bringing one of the strikers off. Joe Nuttall again did absolutely nothing yesterday. He was you know, very, he, virtually he ineffective. Did, but if you watch the first goal, it, we don't score the first goal if he doesn't press the defender like he does. He yeah. wins the ball back out of nothing, and then Lundstrom works a bit of yeah. magic in the corner, and we, we end up getting a goal out of nothing. But it's not enough, though, is it? Over ninety minutes? No, no, not over ninety minutes. No, and I'd, I'd be interested to know what Willoughby's done because this is another manager that's come in now. And he can't even make a, the, the match day 16. Mm. So there must be something behind the scenes systematically wrong with him or Mellon just doesn't fancy him. But I thought yesterday he was probably the sub you wanted to bring on yesterday. Fresh legs, busy body up front. But again, he's, he's, he can't make the bench, can he? No. I don't know if you heard um, BBC Manchester. You might have heard it, Andy, if you were listening to it. Did you hear the, yeah. the former Rochdale manager's assessment of the game? Yeah, I've I've written them all, I've written everything down. That that was that was the point. <laughs> Excellent. What? <laughs> because, yeah, because um, yeah, I, 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 this was I listened to the whole commentary. I mean, Steve Air he irritates me. Steve Air, I don't know why. Uh, he, I think I don't think he likes Latis. I, I always I always imagine that he's applied for the job about four times and never got an interview, <laughs> and he's just he's just got the ass with us. But anyway, uh, these are the things these are the things that he said that I wrote down. He said. Um, Alty look like they've got better technical footballers than Oldham, right? Yeah, that's I can't disagree with that, I say, but they've got better technical footballers. And you just think about that. You've got basically a team that was part-time until about a year and a bit ago, right? I've got better technical footballers than, than, than we have. It's too easy for Alteringham to get to Oldham's box. Whereas mm. conversely, uh, Alteringham are, are quite compact as a back four. We can't get to their box. So we go down the flanks and the delivery from the flanks are poor. Um, it's really ugly from Oldham. Uh, they they're not they're not a good passing team. They don't really pass the ball. Even when we're passing the ball, it looks awkward and like we're about to lose it any minute. It's not smooth passes between the players. I'm paraphrasing a bit, but this is broadly what he said. Oldham haven't got any players who will run, and they haven't got a single player who can sprint. <laughs> wow. um, there's a lack of movement wow. to Oldham and a lack of bravery on the ball. Four four two. And your two straight lines is too easy to play through. Right? These are all things you're saying. Newbit and Conclart would walk into Oldham's team. <laughs> uh, yeah, th those were all the things he said. Uh, he, he absolutely lambasted us. You know, he, I mean, he, he kept trying to sort of temper his hatred for us by saying, <laughs> I expect him to get better. I expect Mickey Mellon to make them better and all that sort of stuff. But like, if you just because when I'm looking on on Twitter and listening to the match myself, I'm not necessarily getting the same impression as he was giving because we seem to have a lot of the ball and we seem to play obviously better than we did in midweek. And so a lot of people were saying that seems quite a good performance. I think sometimes, well, if that's if that's an independent view, if he's not being biased, then we're we're accustomed to such rubbish that actually yeah. he's slightly better than rubbish. We think we've done all right. You, that that seems to be the, the sort of feeling, but. It, for me, uh, the, the bits that I sort of take from that and, and, and consider as like fair and reasonable is we know we don't retain the ball well. We know we don't pass the ball around very well. We know we've got no one to, to, to pass through the lines. And these are, the, these are the, the, the fundamental failures of recruitment over the summer. Now, whether yeah. you want to 
a portion yeah. of mine at Unsworth or, or at Thompson or at a pair of them, we have not recruited properly, in my opinion. So the, the, the issue with for midweek is, I mean, that was just classic, classic latics in midweek. I watched it on the stream, absolutely abysmal at filed. But I'm not blaming, I took your point where you said on the, uh, I think on the phone in that he could have changed it and he didn't. So in-game management, maybe you could criticise. But th these are the players that, that he's presented with. This is what we're going to get until we sign better players. We're mm. just going to get, we'll, we'll play well one week, then we'll be crap the next. And, and it, it's, it, you know, we just don't have, recruitment has not been good enough. And so to, Matt, to, to Matthew's point there is I, I'm absolutely perplexed by Willoughby. Completely, I don't get it. He's, he's either rubbish, <laughs> and yeah. if he is, our scouting is therefore rubbish. Or... I, don't, I, I don't think rubbish players score the amount of goals he scored in just one league below us last season, so I don't think it's that. I think it could just be a case of his face don't fit, might be attitude, which we would have, you know, we're not privy to that kind of stuff. No. But going back to what you were saying, Andy, in terms of what Steve Air was saying. I, you can't not agree with what, what he's saying, but we've had to play three quarters this season with Sheeran and Shelton in midfield, and hopefully we've turned a corner now. We've got three players who are going to come back into the team in Ward, Gardner and Dickinson, who can comfortably play in that midfield role alongside Sheeran, who yet again proved yesterday, without Shelton alongside him, he's an eight out of ten. Put Shelton next to him and he's a four out of ten. Mm -hmm. He played well yesterday, Sheeran, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, you know, he pulled that goal out of absolutely yeah. nowhere. And it but was but he was very... He was very busy, he was winning it, tackles, yeah. he was getting stuck in and he, and he played well. He was the yeah. third man in the box. I watched it because I kept my eye on him because I thought Lundstrom was going to be the one that bombed on yesterday. But it was Sheeran, he was the third mm. man on the edge of the box nearly every time we attacked and it was good to see. I think I think the points that he made, Steve, <clears throat> about about our passing, it is, it, it is laboured. It doesn't get, from, uh, it, you know, they call it transitioning through the phases and that, don't they? But it, it doesn't get from back to front quick enough. We saw File do it really, really easily through us. I think the point about getting through Oldham too easy is is correct. I think Altrincham did it as well. Like their first goal, it was like it was against the run of play so far as we had more of the possession. But for the first the first time that they really what he's like went through the gears and went through us. They got through us and scored, and it was too yeah, easy. We like off said, him, we stood off that, that, and allowed him yeah. to cross. That, that was the other thing that Steve Air said. There was a point yesterday where um, where Alti had a player off the pitch. They were down to ten men while he was receiving treatment, and apparently he was Steve Air said he was off the pitch for five minutes. Um, so we had the opportunity to create an overload, 11 v mm. 10, just push a further player up and we have a, we have an extra man. And he said we spent at least three minutes of that five minutes passing it from left to right around the back four. Yeah, side to side, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did, we did. Yeah. And that's that's about intelligence, isn't it? I think, I think the point about recruitment is, is that we haven't recruited for a system like we still, it's like we 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 still we don't know. Like this team, it's like on on um, against Rochdale and five against Rochdale, we played four one four one and it worked right. So it really, I think, what happens is it depends on who we're playing as to how successful we're going to be. Um, because we played the same system against Fylde, with the only change being obviously bringing Shelton in um, for and we gave for yeah and it would no yeah 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 you know what i'm saying anyway uh, <laughs> um so we played the same system and we it didn't work it failed spectacularly yeah. and then yesterday we played 442 and it was an improvement on tuesday but it's still not perfect so it's like we, we and 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 like we're saying in game in terms of the options it's really difficult to to say right well, what's plan b when you haven't got a solid plan a i think finding a plan b is like virtually impossible so it's really tough. Um, I, 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 I obviously expected like the recruit, like the the transition from last season to this season to to be better than it was. And I think I based that on the fact that I thought we'd recruit better, more more um, methodically, <laughs> with more purpose. And it seems that we just haven't. I think the, when he was talking about pace, Andy, there was a moment yesterday where James Norwood got the ball, sort of in the sort of number ten position. And he actually burst through with some pace, right? He actually put the burners on and he, and he went through. And it created, it was like a moment of like, because like I said, I've been struggling, I've been dozing a little bit. And I was like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow. And it was that injection of pace from James Norwood that I'd not, that it was unexpected. And we've, yeah. it's absolutely right. We don't have somebody who gets on the ball and bursts forward with some pace and control and goes past people. And then the team gets up with pace to join him. It's all very, very slow, very, very laboured. And, the, the, I think fundamentally, what we have to remember now for Mickey Mellon before you know um, 
people start making it personal about him is he's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> he's got money to spend. You talk about some of those players walking into our team, Borny. Like, we should yeah, be going around now yeah. with our budget, cherry-picking the best players out of, from teams like Altrincham for next season and spending what we need to spend. Hang fire, hang fire, right? We, we've already done that. So, we, we've taken Dan Ward, we've taken Josh Lundstrom, we've taken um, Kurt Willoughby, taken Hobson. They're four of the best players in, in those teams. Three from the same division, one from the division below. We've already done it, but without necessarily putting the jigsaw pieces together. We've also well, we then, need to do it more. We need to do more of it, then, don't we? That's well, the I, know, thing. I know, but I know, but the, we, you have to you have to assume potentially that we've done the budget. Budget spent. Th- this year's budget could already be gone. Right? There has been no. If you notice, there's been no particular. Um, there's been no particular signal in terms of in any of the interviews that Mellon's done that, you know, I'm having a look at a couple of players. We might get one in in the next couple of weeks. A bit like Unsworth would constantly tell you he was talking to players he might bring in. He's not said he's not said a single word, not, not any interview has he indicated that. There's been no suggestion from, I mean, the Rothwells don't necessarily come out and say very much um, as is their way, but there's been no indication from the board of directors, from anybody in interviews that we're looking at signing players. There's been no rumours that, uh, from from leak to the olden times that are saying we're looking at X Y player. It could. I'm not saying we're not, but it could be that we're done and and all that budget is spent. And so if that's the case, this is it until the summer next summer. And uh, he can either tries to get something out of this or otherwise. Yeah, I guess the other thing we, have, we haven't mentioned recently is uh, Junior Loamba has signed for Salford. Played in a um, one of the pizza Pat Johns whatever it is games of a week against Stockport um, I assume we've got some money for him because we did offer him a contract and I think therefore there'll be some money for that and we've sold Aaron Atkinson from the youth setup to Barnsley yeah, which to I Barnsley. Some money. he looks like a prospect I mean I don't know about you but every time we set every time we sell a, a youth prospect to Barnsley it just irritates me it gives me an itch because I'm like that's Barnsley for crying out loud that we're about the same size as Barnsley Obviously, I understand the league differences, but it still it still irritates. But either way, we must have got some money in for those two. Admittedly, probably not enough to make a substantive difference. But we're going to have to move players on, I feel. I don't think we're going to be able to sign anyone. We're going to have to get rid of, you know, if Nuttall is not... I'm disappointed in Nuttall. I thought there was a player in there. Looks like I'm wrong. Um, Fondot, I don't think he's good enough. Um, so there's two players you probably want to try and move on. Um Tollett's one that could could easily be moved Tullet, on. I don't think we'd Tullet, miss Shelton. Uh, is Devan Green consistent enough? Is Devan Green, you know, that much of an upgrade on Jack Stobbs, as much as it's <laughs> terrible to say? You know, like it, it, the, these are the issues that we face. So if we're going to compete, we're going to have to move like five. I mean, we did that, the, the pod squad episode in the summer, didn't we? Where we went through yeah. all the players in the contract, all those being offered them. And we'll and, be doing it again, aren't they? Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, I don't think the space. I don't think we can afford it. And you and you've got to bear in mind that there are other costs that that, that the club. You know, we're already set a budget for the year to be to be in deficit. The the, the Rothwells expect expect to make a, sub, a substantial loss this season already. And um, I think that could be it. So we, we're going to have to sort of batten down the hatches and and hope that they solve the recruitment problem. Because the, the risk is, if you leave it to Mellon and Brabin to do it without a sort of a, an independent third party like a Steve Thompson, I know that that model didn't work, but I don't think the model's wrong. It just it didn't work in that instance. We, we need to try and fix it so that recruitment's better. Because you look at Alteringham, like Con Clark was on loan at Alteringham last season, wasn't he? Mm. He was on loan for the first half of the season. And then Fleetwood, Andy Pilly, the Fleetwood owner, sent him to Waterford because he owns that club on loan for the second half of the season. He clearly didn't want to go. Well, Con Clark looked like a player in the first half of last year. Oh, he completely bossed the game that we lost at their place last season. Right. So, so if if you were looking, if recruitment was looking to sign, I mean, you know, we, we've just been ignoring. If we think that Con Clark, I'm not saying it is the answer, but if he if if we think he, he would have made a material difference, why did we go and sign? You know, half of the players we signed and not have a look at Con Clark beforehand. That that's the those well. The this questions. is this is. I mean, this is why we need. Um, a manager in situ for a period of time, significant yeah. period of time. This is why we we all wanted David Unsworth to work out because at that moment in the club's development, that's what we needed. We needed somebody who knew what what they were doing and was recruiting the right players and, and, and building the right infrastructure and team around him. And it's just not happened. 
So now it's Mickey Mellon's turn, and you know, hopefully, that it's been a, well. It's no doubt been a, a huge learning curve for everyone involved at the club, um, from you know the back room, the board, and everybody else. And it and it has to work. And I think we just have to hope that this season we get enough good performances out of the, the existing players to to keep us in in the playoff hunt as the season goes on. I think um, I, I I don't know. I'm not sure if I agree that, that that there wouldn't be the opportunity to sign any more players. I think that if if they can make the space in the squad and, and Mickey Mellon can do and his team can do a bit of wheeling and dealing and get a few people out who, who we don't need and, and, and all that, then I think they'll probably... I can't I can't imagine that there won't be improvements made, especially if yeah, it's exactly. a case of, like, you know, we're in the playoff hunt. Like, the, the, you know, the, the purpose on a page is to, to help every to do everything to win football matches. So that, that is ultimately the, the, the target. In response to what you said, Andy, in terms of Mellon, not really in his media snippets, because he has spoke a lot and he's spoke well ever since he's come in and he's not mentioned any players. My positive spin on that is, is maybe the players he wants are available till the transfer window opens in January and that'll allow him. He's got a good, he's got a good six weeks now to assess who he wants to keep. Yeah. And then he, you know, he's got six weeks to try and shift some players, six, seven weeks. And then I think we're only one or two maybe three additions and three, you know, a bit of pace out wide, someone else in the midfield as cover for Shearer and, and Gardner because when Gardner, Gardner, you know, we get three games out of Gardner, it's three good games rather than, you know, three games with, Sh- with Shelton in the midfield and if we could just find a bit of creative spark, I don't think we're a million miles away because, you know, I think we've got one, one of the strongest defences we've had for a long time. Now, for, I hope Freeman gets a run of games now. I hope he does because, he looked class yesterday and he's not clicked a ball for nearly, what, two months and, no, you know, he showed no, his no. class. Kitchen, kitchen's kitchen. And we've got, you know, we've got the choice of four centre-halves that it wouldn't bother me which two they played. You know, Obson's first name on the sheet now every week, regardless. But He played really well yesterday. Nick, yeah, he's, he's played well since he got in yeah. and, you know what I mean, it's, like, well, shall we that. shall we just hear from Mickey Mellon? Because uh, Dave, Dave had a chat with him after the game yesterday. So let's have a back alert system. Guaranteed three things in life, aren't you? Death, taxes and crap referees. They were bad, weren't they? He was bad. Yeah, I don't want to... Um, I, I'm never stone here and, and, and uh, look for excuses. You know, I just try and be dead honest. Mm. I won't try and be poohies. Um, I have to be careful what I say. Yeah, yeah. Um, or try and bravado you. I, I, I'll say what I see. Um, you made it all about him, didn't he? Yeah. And, I mean... The game stops starting. He's he's doing more talking to players than than anything and, and stopping the flow of the game. We want to see football. Yeah. We want to see we want to see guys playing football. Um, and he's certainly frustrated uh, today. Um, but it's like I don't know. It's, it's, it's really disappointing. But I will speak for the fans and say I felt your frustration about him. Yeah, I thought today if you looked at the two teams and the positions in the league. It looked like Oldham were in the playoff spot and Old Chicken were struggling. They were, just, they were hanging on it at times. Our possessional play in the first half and through the phases of the game was outstanding, wasn't it? Would you agree? Yeah, I, I, I do. And I will say that there's things that we want to get better at. But you have to give the players credit because we've only just met. They've had three managers in what, the space of, I don't know, five weeks, is it? Mm. Um, and I'm hoping that people are seeing what we're trying to do and what we're trying to be good at. Um, and we'll just keep building forward. But I thought that there was a lot of good performances today, and we definitely deserve to take something from the game. Disappointed we didn't take all three points by scoring it. If somebody had said you come here and score two goals at, at Boundary Park, you think you win that, don't you? And I think that that's the way that things have got to be going forward. But positives, yeah. loads of positives, um, great support, um, team that's looking to play the right way. Stuff to be improved upon, which again is a positive because that team can play better than that. So, yeah, just positives. But we we obviously want to win every game for the for the supporters, but we'll we'll, we'll keep going. And James Norwood's finish was was brilliant. And then Nathan Sharon was that like a young Mickey Mellon back in the day? Do you think? <laughs> I can't even remember him. <laughs> oh, it was a terrific strike and well deserved, well deserved. And um, I, f- I felt f- I felt frustrated for the for the players and the supporters at the end um, because I think everybody felt that. We deserve that a wee bit more, but we'll keep going and everybody knows what we're trying to do and every, everything was uh, was good apart from the result. And the, the credit to Matt Hudson in, in, in the game, it was t- it was 2-1, I think it could have gone to 3-1, but he pulled off a fantastic save, didn't he? Oh yeah, just before half-time. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I think he's a terrific goalkeeper. I think we've got an unbelievable goalkeeper there, a real, a real asset. Um, he's, imp- he's impressed us ever since we came in the door. I think he was brilliant as well at, at, at uh, Fylde. 
um, and kept the score probably competitive. And he was probably one of the only ones that could come out that way any credit. So it doesn't the, the greatest credit I can pay him is that I'm not surprised that he makes saves like that because I think he's a brilliant goalkeeper. In fact, I just think that that's just running the mill for him. He's, he's that good. Um, and I'm pleased that he's playing for us at Oldham. And you've been now here three games. Have you had now time to assess the, the current crop of players that we've got? Do you think there's any additions needed? Um, or assessing. Any? I think we, we know what a good team looks like. So we're working towards that. And then what we'll do is we'll look at the players that think that it will take us to that place. So we'll keep looking around and, and giving the lads the opportunity to do that. But if we're going to go on this journey that I expect us to go on, um, we're always going to have to um, either make the players that we've got better mm. or we'll always have one eye on the outside to, to maybe bring in to make the team better. And that's what it'll be for, well, for, a, for a while now because we want to keep driving this club forward and keep taking it to, to a place that we all, we all want to do that. And that's what's going to have to happen is the players that we've got are going to have to continually improve but they're in a good place at the minute but we'll always have one eye on the outside to see what we can do to try and improve the team all the time Thanks Mickey, well done Thank you. Thank you Cheers guys Thank you See you later Sexy Dave there getting the questions in that you wanted to hear the answers to and there eh? <laughs> I, I, didn't even, I, haven't, I hadn't even listened to that uh, interview prior to then so myself so I think what what he said there about taking players on the journey that was what I was referring to when I heard the um, Steve Air talk yesterday he, his, his exact words were I don't think there's many players on that pitch for Odom that will be going on the journey with Mickey Mellon and I, and I don't think that uh, Mickey Mellon um, did much to counter that yesterday really what he said was that, that I think from that interview then with Dave, he's he's like the players that he's got are gonna to have to book up if if they if they want to go on that, that journey. When that journey means through the leagues, obviously. So I, I think there's no doubt that, that recruitment, apart from goalkeeper, obviously, he's very, very impressed with his goalkeeper. Um but the, yeah, recruitment is definitely, definitely gonna be something that, that that we're gonna to need to do. Because I think next season we have to be the favourites in in this division. We we really do. I think getting into the playoffs. This season is is what it's all about. Having that experience, whether it be a positive, I, I mean, you look at look at stop, look at the top of League Two. You've Stockport, Wrexham, and Notts County, three teams that invested while they're in the National League, and that investment is now paying off in League Two, um, because that's where they did the work. If we went up this season into League Two, into League Two via the playoffs, just because you know we got lucky, we'd be nowhere near prepared for League Two next season. So for me, I think it's about getting into the playoffs, having an experience in the playoffs, like Notts County did. All, all of those teams that, 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 that are up top of League Two all failed in the playoffs uh, in, in the National League before they went on to, to, to make it through. So we've got, this team has got to build character. This squad has got to build character. It's got to, to, to go on. It's got to go on that journey. We're not going to get it the way we, we we want it, we're going to have to wait. But next season, after some experience in, in this division and, and, and hopefully in a playoff experience, and with the recruitment, with the budget, with the manager, we've got to be, I think we've got to be looking look to, and whether, tell me if I'm wrong, Borny, is, is, are my expectations wrong there? Are, are, next season, have we got to be, again, just like contenders for the playoffs? It just Is it yeah, me definitely. just sort of like being being linked, like this, this, this size of the club sort of overpowering the reality yeah, of the situation? We've, we've got no God-given right to expect to be up there just because of how big we are, how many fans we take, how loud we sing. I personally don't think we'll make the playoffs this year. I think yesterday proved that I'd take a top 10 finish as a dramatic improvement on what we've had for the last 10 years. You know, you know, we normally finish 17th and we're happy with that, aren't we? We, we? we laugh when we get to 17th in the league, whichever league we're in. That's our natural position. 10th, 9th this season, 8th, you know, miss out on the playoffs. But then next year, regroup, recruit correctly. And like you say, be the Chesterfield next season that they are being this season and just, just go on a run and just get the games won and just get out of this league as quick as possible. And with, like you mentioned about Stockport, Wrexham and Notts County, I think that just shows the gap between League Two and the National League. Now that every, you know predominantly everyone's professional, it's not a big, the gap's not that big. And, you know, I fully expect us to put up a good performance at Newport next week because I don't think they're a million, you know, what are they, the 10 positions above us or whatever it is, 12 positions in, 13 positions in the pyramid. I think we could put up a good position, and I think we need the FA Cup run, to be honest. I think the third round is 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 has got to be crucial, and it's got to be like the old days where the FA Cup propped the club up. And we could. Do I'm not sure it's about. Run, I'm it? not sure it's about the gap. I, I mean, I think what that what that proved 
with County Wrexham and Notts County is that you, clubs in the National League can attract the level of investment that is, I mean, the level of investment that went into Notts County, Wrexham and uh, Stockport in the National League outstripped the, the investment of many, many League Two clubs. And and I think that it's been the foundation of their of their current success in League Two. I, I, I would imagine that, the, the, I don't, we've not seen it, but I would imagine that the spending since they've gone into League Two has, has tapered somewhat because I think they've, they've, they've done a lot of their investing up like early doors and I think they've, they've set themselves up for success if you know what I mean and that, that success is continuing on you want to say something Andy but you're on mute mate so unmute yourself I'm on mute am I? oh dear yeah. Um, so yeah I, I'd, I'd agree with you um, I think they probably have done a lot of their investment early if you look at who they signed in in between getting promoted but they I think they spent a lot more than well, we we looked at it last week, didn't we? Stockport spending in the year they went up was astronomical, and I suspect Thames yeah. and Notts Counties was the same. They probably got more to spend than we have. Um, Chesterfield have sort of done it incrementally, season by season, to, to get themselves where they are. We are nineteen points behind Barnet after eighteen <laughs> games. You, we yeah. are miles away from mm. the top of this league, and so in order to get us from where we are now into being the Stockport, Wrexham, Notts County, Chesterfield of next season. I, th I think that's a two-season step at the minute, possibly. So, mm. you know, we, we're not a million miles off the playoffs. It'd be great to think we could try and sneak in. Possibly if Mickey Melling can make one or two additions, having shipped some players out over the course of the next few months. But, I, you know, we're so far behind Barnet. Um, and everyone else in this league, that I just think there's 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 a little bit of reality check for us. You know, we, there's there's a long long way to go, unfortunately. And and you know, in with the benefit of hindsight, now we, we've we've wasted one summer, haven't we? Really? Yeah. And um, we, we should have been in a better position than we are now. And that's, that's yeah. That. But on the, I mean, on the other side of that, I mean, it's kind of yeah we've not we've not got to where we would aspire to have been and where we would like to have ideally been but i think at the same time we've um the club has moved forward do you know what I mean? So we have to look at it. We can, it, it, it all comes back. We've had this conversation before about whether your glass is half empty or half full. If you, if you look at where we started the season prior, you know, it was, we, we are moving forward. But like you said, it's it's incremental and, and, it, and it always will be incremental. We were never going to go from being what we were last season to being the title winners. But we all expected us to be further forward than we are. So yeah, it's frustrating, but we we, we can see that there are improvements uh, on the pitch, off the pitch, etc., etc. So yeah, the, 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 I guess the sort of the, the glass. So I've taken the glass half empty approach by pointing out how far in front Barnet are. Hmm. I guess the glass half full approach is we gave Aldershot an absolute thumping at the start of the season, <laughs> and they were a poor side, weren't they? Yeah, and they've yeah. lost seven, and uh, so they've lost two more than we have. But they sit seventh currently, four points in front of us. So it's not like there is an enormous gap between us currently and the likes of. Altrincham, Halifax, Aldershot, Gateshead, who's sitting in around those, you know, and Rochdale. Obviously, we beat Rochdale I last week. You can so. do it in this league. You can do it in burst, can't you? So you can go on six game unbeaten runs. Looks like what we've done, you know, in a week under Thompson, we went from bottom four to, you know, easy mid comfortable table because we won three games in a row. And yeah. you can do it in this league. It is a bad league. Everyone can beat everyone. And I think we just we just need, like I say, it comes down to consistency. We just need to get a bit of consistency in. Make make yesterday the start of another league run, another eight unbeaten, win five, win four. And as long as you're not dropping points and you're beating the right, the only thing that makes me worry is we haven't really played the Wokings, the Barnets. You know, we, we we played Chesterfield right at the start of the season. I think the, you know we we got away with that one, but. Those that are up there, we, we've, we've, you know, we struggled against Maidenhead. We struggled against Dagenham. Well, if if I look at the table now, the the only team above us we've not played is Barnet, and they're and they're second. They're coming second. up, aren't they? Yeah, and and then and then uh, sort of the other teams we've got to play yet are beneath us or in and around us: Eastley, Woking, um, <clears throat> Dag. Uh, no, I played Dagenham. I'm at Ebbsfleet. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just, I mean, it just shows. I mean, we 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 don't we don't know, do we? We don't know how we're going to get, <laughs> what kind of performance <laughs> we're going to get off, and who we play. Almost doesn't really matter, you know. Like we've got like, walking on a terrible run. Hartlepool are on a terrible run. Um, Barnet are on a good run. Halifax are on a great run. They've won, they've won four out of the last five. Uh, like 
it's like you said, Bonnie, it kind of depends. Like, are they are they just about hitting a good run or just about hitting a bad run, the opposition that you're about to play? Because it does seem to be sort of ebbs and flows throughout the whole league, not just us. I think, I think the biggest thing in this league, and I don't think it under Unsworth and even under Mellon that we have, if you score first in this division, just that's the that's the key to most games, you know, just score first, then score again. And, and uh, you know, there isn't teams in this, you know, maybe Chesterfield, maybe, you know, you could go 1-0 up against them and they might come back and beat you, but... There isn't, you know what I mean, Is in this division, the first goal's key and I don't think we go all out sometimes just to get that first goal, especially playing at home when the crowd's behind you and, you know, and it just we just don't seem to... I think we went for it yesterday, don't get me wrong. Alamo puts that volley in in the first five minutes and it's a completely different game for me. It's probably a comfortable 2-3-0 home win. But that there, uh, the breaks and uh, going back to your favourite word, fine margins, mm. if that goes in and, uh, you know, we, we, we probably win comfortably yesterday, but... It's, it's where you said earlier as well about we, you think we're all right at the back. And I think probably I'd agree with you. We, we had looked all right, but we have shit eight goals in the It was since we started talking about how good the the, the defensive foundation on the pod was. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, I love that. And then they were like shipped all these goals in the last three games. So Yeah, and it could have been seven on Tuesday as well if it weren't for Hudson. So. Oh, it could have been plenty yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the goal line clearances and all sorts weren't there. It was ridiculous, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, we've there's a lot of work. What I mean, the crowd was good yesterday. There was a good turnout from the home fans. The atmosphere wasn't brilliant, but you know it got going a bit when we when we when we scored. But I think we've just. I just hope that everyone can just kind of like be patient and stay with it now and and, and have an have an understanding of 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 where we're at and what what how much work there is to do. Uh, and and as long as the players are going out and giving their all every week, then. We can get behind it, but we can't accept the kind of performance we saw on Tuesday night against Fowl, nor should we. Like, I mean, it's like 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 Mickey Mellon said about Hudson being one of the few to come out with, with any credit. That none of them came out of that game with any credit. Really, it was just an abysmal performance, and that just cannot be tolerated. And uh, hopefully, Mickey Mellon is the kind of manager that, you know, when he addresses that does so in a way that that players respond um and you know looking at the way that they responded yesterday you, you have to say that, that that seems to be the case so i'm still i'm still positive i still think we're, we're heading in the right direction it's just it's just we just have to wait and see how long it takes i wonder, I wonder if uh, do you know mickey mellon's lad he's called michael uh, and plays for burnley he's like 19 year old kid plays for burnley he's on loan at morecambe scored a trick yesterday for morecambe really uh, you seem to get his lad in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nineteen-year-old lad scoring a hat trick in League Two. Two. That's good. That's good going. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. So he, he, he sounds like a prospect. Um, you know, we're talking about the FA Cup. Did you see? Uh, so we, I, I agree with with Borney. You know, we're getting getting into the third round and getting a plum draw to earn some money to help the coffers and all that sort of stuff. And also, Andy, we're of that age, aren't we, where the magic of the third round FA Cup draw, it's still a thing, isn't it? It's so exciting being in that being in that draw. I don't know if, it, if it's lost on, on, on some younger people or whatever these days because they're always kind of putting down the FA Cup. But just to be in that third round draw is a really special thing. So, yeah, absolutely, fingers crossed. It should be great to um, hopefully uh, Newport... Um, they won yesterday. Hopefully, they change a couple of players. They could do bringing Kyle Jameson back in for us uh, <laughs> next week. Well, uh, did you see the news the other day that um, that the FA Cup is soon to um, drop all replays beyond round three? So, from has that been three, confirmed though? Not, not. I don't think so. But the, this, this is what this is the this is the the Premier League again oh. um, trying to push for the the, the replays to be scrapped. Also yeah. trying to push for two-legged League Cup semi-finals to be scrapped. Um, they're they're just horrible, aren't they? Yeah. They just try and remove anything they can to suit themselves. Yeah. They are... what, what, what's better than getting a you know fighting for a draw and getting a replay and bringing a big club back to your place? You know, and if oh. they get they get rid of that, you know, that's yeah. Just Absolutely. Or you've you know you've got a team that you're never going to beat, but you you've got them at home, and then you manage to get a replay at their place, and then you've got you, you know you're going out there, and you're going to get thumped, but you've got that payday, and it's so yeah. important because yeah. they won't give you more money, enough money, they won't let the money trickle down, and then they won't stop you from earning it in a traditional way of like actual big football matches. They're a right bunch of bastards, aren't they? They really oh. are. I think, and I think if you're a fan of a of a big club listening to this, I'd love the fans of big clubs to actually fight on our side sometimes of the smaller clubs and, and, and kick up a fuss. 
it's the elitist mentality in it. They don't, you know, they don't believe that, that football exists outside the Premiership, and and, it, and it's wrong, really, because it does, and it's and, and it's a good product. Right then, Borny, are you? Um, have you been doing some Latics mind revision? I have. I've done a little bit, but uh, I'm hoping that some of the questions are the got some nineties, late eighties, uh, but anything last five or six years, I, I've got amnesia because I've just it's been that numb. I've blocked it all out. So let's see. I'm just having a skim read now. Of, and the, <laughs> the mix that have come out of the Paul Prendergast computer. So uh, you'll have That's to concentrate on the ones that are in your domain. Yeah. Uh, advice as always if you don't know it move on just keep yeah, going no through problem. the questions and get to one you know you might get to one that you know quickly don't yeah. don't procrastinate best of luck here we go Who replaced Ian Dowie as Latic's first team manager? Mick Wadsworth. Brian Talbot. Where did Les Pogliacomi end the 2005-2006 season? Blackpool. Correct. Who knocked Latics out of the FA Cup in the playoff season of 0203? Pass. Which striker did Latic sign from Solihull Moors in the summer of 2011? Uh, Matt, Matt Smith. Correct. Which future Latics manager scored a brace against Latics in Joe Royal's very last game of his first tenure? John Sheridan. No, it was Paul Dickov for Arsenal in a League Cup replay. Who was Latic's top scorer in 2008-2009? Lee Hughes. Correct. Latic's record win is 11-0 v Southport on Boxing Day 1962. What was the score when Latic took on Chester City in January 1952 at Boundary Park? 7-5. It was 11-2. Which former Berry and Sheffield United goalkeeper arrived on loan in November 2014? It's gone past. I was going to say Gary Kelly. Which defender did Latic sign on loan from Fulham in August 2003? Mark Hudson. Correct. Who did Latic sign from Grimsby Town in early 1987? Scott McGarvey. Kevin Moore. I've started, so I'll finish. Centre-back Mark Arbour had a short spell at Latics. Which country was he an international for? The Canadian. South African. South African. I'm not sure you had started then, Andy. I just just begun saying the I just begun to say the word as the did you breathe, you, was it a breath like that yeah, yeah. okay okay oh, I, it's just a bit of adjudicating there but that's what you got it wrong anyway so it doesn't matter so you've got one two three four correct that's pretty decent cool. effort yeah decent yeah effort, is it? Uh, you had one two passes so I'll go through the passes first pass was who knocked Latics out of the FA Cup in the playoff season of oh two oh three. I couldn't remember this. No idea. Cheltenham Town. Hmm. Um, although I, the next pass I would have got. Um, which former Berry and Sheffield United goalkeeper arrived on loan in November 14, Matt? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I know I'm going to know who it is when you say it, but I can't remember the top of my head. Paddy Kenny. Paddy Kenny. That's the fella. Yeah. And then he was in goal when we got right, beat 7-0 away at MK Dons. Yeah, that's the fella. <laughs> MK Dons, yeah. Four yeah, good effort that, Bonnie. Got some good ones there. That was a that yeah, was a good one you got with Matt Smith. Remembering that he, this, we signed him from Solly or Moors. Yeah, I've retained it over the years, but it's just yeah. you know it's, every now and then I just get a burst and it comes out. So yeah, I'm happy with that for. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, definitely enough at playoffs. I think at the end of what, the season. What's the story? Have we got what's the story with leaderboard this season, Andy? Have we have we got a leaderboard? Have you? 
I'll do. I'll update the leaderboard. I'll send it to you, and you can tweet a graphic. Yeah. 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 Okay. I All mean, right. Paul Prendergast on top. He got about eight on the opening day, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was chess. He don't. He don't count. He's, he's bad. He's bad. <laughs> he's he's the quiz master. He's the he's he is the latic mind, and we we just chip into it. I'll try. Um, yeah. No. That that was a good effort. And um, FA Cup on Saturday, Newport away. Think we'll get the job done. It's a winnable. I think it's a winnable game. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it's a draw, and we have to bring them back on a Tuesday night. But I don't. You know, it's as, as as bad as a draw was. I don't think it's as bad as you know. You know, we all want Kurz and Astronom, but maybe have that for the second round. Eh? Mm. I, 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 this is the thing, isn't it, with Latics? You know, I've got. I mean, I, I do the Oh When the Blues Prediction League, and I normally do quite well in it. But this year, I'm right near the bottom because I got. One week, you, you know, you after Rochdale filed away, I was like, "Go on, I'll go for a win there." Yeah, we'll, we'll put mm. you know. And you think it's just it's impossible to predict what you're going to get. So we could go down there and put on a performance and and win, uh, and e- equally you could go down there and get beat four 0 I've got no idea what's coming. I think he's going to. I think he's more likely to play the system, a similar system to the one he played against Rochdale. I can't see him setting up with a four four two. I think if Hogan's back and Raglan is and McGay is back and fit, I think he's probably more likely to play McGay in that holding midfield role and probably sacrifice one of the strikers again. Do you think he's going to do that, or you know, try with a, you know, he'll have a bit of time to actually work on 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 that with them maybe over the week or whatever. Um, either that or it's just one of those. It's it's the FA Cup. Let's see if we can, <laughs> you know, if it's 4-3, one way or the other, let's just give it a go. It'll be interesting to see how he approaches the game. Yeah. But, mm. you know, in some ways you have nothing to lose and in, in other ways, obviously, you're out of the cup and that's it then, isn't it? Oh, we've got the FA Trophy, haven't we? Yeah, it's in December, that, isn't it? Yeah. So, we, we, so I know which I know <laughs> I know which competition we're most likely to get to Wembley in anyway um, out of the two. So, but yeah, I mean it's nice to have a bit of cup interest in it just to to get you through the cold winter months heading towards the third round in January. But um, we'll see. So, a, any other business, Andy? Before we wrap it up? No, I've done it all. All my notes are clear. Well, that's not very much on any any other business this week, is it? No. Pretty much just focused on the football, didn't we? Yeah. No, um, no off-field shenanigans we need to discuss. No, no huge aware complaints. Of. You know, it's just uh, it's just a case of waiting for Latics to get better on the on the field and talking about football and players. And, yeah, no, it's nice though. It's nice just take a moment to just you know appreciate that you know. Because uh, yeah. it's not always no, been the no, case, has it? No piss boils at the moment. Oh, well, did you see? Actually, this one. Did you see uh, Rio Ferdinand uh, tweet uh, pictures of himself? Wait, I don't know what event he'd gone to. He'd gone event, I think. In is that there's a video of him at Fiori's fight last night, and our older leader, chairman, and commander in the background, isn't That's he? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So there's basically so Matt's looking quizzy. You're not seeing it. So, but so um, is, is that where where was that? I've not paid. That it's answer. at the Fiori's backstage at the Fiori fight last night in Saudi in Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Ferdinand's with Ronaldo. Ferdinand's uh, with Ronaldo, the, like the original Brazilian Ronaldo. Orig- yeah, Brazilian fat Ronaldo. Yeah, fat Ronaldo. Figo, Figo's wife, I think, and then just in the background, it's just the most random video. Lems again, orchestrating everything, shuffling everyone in position, taking photos, and taking it's, photographs. It's of mad. It. It's mad. Abdallah. 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 Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, no, no one's got a clue who he is. I, I imagine they're all there thinking he's just a waiter or something. He's <laughs> <laughs> taking a picture for him, but he's he trying. Very, to... Have you noticed he looks very skinny? He looks like he's little, you know, it looks like he's not been eating since he uh, left Oldham. So he must, well, know, he must be having Oldham star problem. anymore. So yeah, he looked look very gaunt. But yeah, it's the most random thing I've seen. That what's he doing <laughs> there? why is he there? Right. Well, at least he's in Saudi Arabia. Taking <laughs> photographs of former footballers and that's it as far as we're yeah. concerned. So right, brilliant. Nice way to end it. Thanks for getting involved, Barney. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having me. Andy, thanks for uh, all your efforts as usual. No worries. And uh we'll see you lot on Wednesday for the phone in and um see what you've got to say about it all. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Boundary Park Alert System, a QPod production hosted and produced weekly by Matt Dean, Andy Halliwell and Dave Bradley. QPod is Oldham's only dedicated podcast production company and if you'd like to learn more about how podcasting can help take your brand to the next level, visit kupod.co.uk. A huge thank you goes to all those people who subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. We really appreciate you all. Please visit oafcpodcast.co.uk and click be a supporter or find the link in the show notes if you'd like to help us fund the show. It's only $2.99 per month to subscribe, but if you'd rather make a one-off donation, please visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash OAFC podcast or click the link on our website. Don't miss the Latix football phone in every Wednesday live from 8.30pm. Please visit youtube.com forward slash at OAFC podcast and do hit subscribe while you are there. You can also follow and interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at OAFC podcast. Big thanks go to Eileen Finnegan for writing our excellent weekly blog, which we encourage you to read on our website every Saturday morning, and also to Paul Prendergast for providing us with all the Latics Mind questions. The title music for the show is by Manchester DJ and producer Starion, and for more information, visit bandcamp.com forward slash red laser records. If you'd like to be a guest or contribute to the show, we would love to hear from you. Until then, see you next time.